Welcome back, After Buzzers. I know that you are busy binging Netflix's season three of Glow, but I'm glad that you came back to After Buzz TV because we are so excited to talk all about the Hot Tub Club episode two of Glow season three. You won't want to miss any of it, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. I'm steaming up from this hot tub club. Legion's over here fanning me down. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I know you've been busy binging. It's probably like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. because you watched it as soon as it dropped. But we're glad that you're here listening to our commentary about episode two of season three of Glow. I'm so, so pumped that it is back. What's up, everyone? I'm Candace Cruz. We're jumping right in. I'm joined with the one and only Little Egypt. Hi, everybody. Little Egypt. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm one of the original Glow Girls uh, from The Glow Show. That that takes you back to 1986 all the way through 1989. Yes, she is. And listen, she's a wealth of information. I love watching the show with you. Because <laughs> previous seasons, we watch it at home. We come in, and like that's it. But while we're watching it, I'm like, wait, did that really happen? What was like that? I was literally like tapping her every second. Like, what was the real life elements yeah, of it? Yeah, and I wanted to tap you back, but I didn't want to ruin like your experience. But I'm like, oh my god, that that's right on point. Oh my god, that's right on point. Well, that's that's not what it looks like. But we're gonna go with it. I'm like, okay, great. It's so much fun yeah. watching it with you. I yeah. love it. Yeah, we need to do it all yes, together. Yeah, I'm so down. I'll bring the popcorn yes. and we'll just chill and like binge it all, just like you guys are. But we're gonna jump right into season. Episode two because this one was I loved like I yeah. loved episode one but episode two was so good yes because it was all about relationships like that yeah. opening sequence I oh mean God, help, yeah wake up hello like if you were sleeping you weren't sleeping anymore on that but I love that we're really delving into three relationships we've obviously got. Um, Bash and Rhonda, the married couple, trying to negotiate, navigate their new relationship. And then we have Yo-Yo and Arthie's relationship, which I love because it's a whole different level of relationship. Like, you don't see a lot of shows in that time period showing what a lesbian relationship is like. And, you know, Arthie's brand new to this relationship, whether it be a gay or a straight relationship, she doesn't know anything. So we're seeing all of that. And then We've got a little bit of Sam and Ruth. Oh, a little bit of awesome Sam and Ruth. I love oh, it so man. much. It was, oh. I'm going to leave it up to you. Which couple would you like to talk about first? Well, I feel like should we should we save say, Sam and Ruth say, to the end. Uh, it's like dessert. Like, do you want to eat your dessert first or last? I mean, but... today I'm in the mood for dessert last. So, okay. like, All right. let's go with the married couple first. Okay. How about that? Yeah, we'll, go sure. with, we'll go with uh, Rhonda and Bash Sounds because... Like- I feel like they're really having a hard time here. I got thrown a little bit when she um, showed pregnancy symptoms because mm-hmm. I thought, well, how long have they been having? It looked like from the end of last season, they just got married. How could she possibly be showing pregnancy signs this early? Is it even Bash's child? What do you think? I mean, well, we've had, we've had enough time. Like, we have to kind of, you know, suspend disbelief a little bit that mm-hmm. they've had some time from Los Angeles to Vegas. But also, like, it seems like they get busy a lot. And he even nods to that and gives us the answer of, like, we've been having sex a lot. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it could happen. 
Yeah. How early? I don't. I've never been pregnant, so I don't know how quickly you start showing symptoms. Not that quick. It how usually long does it typically take? Two, two months on into your third trimester. Really? Yeah, at the end of your first trimester, you don't start showing symptoms or getting sick or anything. I'm sure some people will, but it's okay. like traditionally, you know, symptoms will come after you miss your first period, and so that's usually a month oh, wow. later. So, okay. I'm, I was just like, I wonder if there's another hidden story here, but maybe not. Maybe I it's, don't think so. I think she's very innocently. Like, like falling in love with okay. him mm. but i mean maybe it's been two months maybe. I, I yeah. guess we'll, we'll find then. out but they're going to take their post-marital engagement yeah. photos and they get in this nice porsche and then and i love that he says porsche because i call it a porsche <laughs> but a porsche <laughs> and they're driving not even two seconds and then she starts throwing up yeah. and like i still think it's pregnancy she says it's a migraine no way. I don't think it's a migraine. Yeah. But that that brings into a whole other set of challenges. And my question is, like, what happens if you get pregnant while you're wrestling? Like, Well, interesting you should say that. I actually, and I'm going to leave names out of it to protect the innocent, obviously. Yeah. But I, w- I remember uh, I was in training with a girl who was uh, into her second no. trimester. And How do you do that? Well, she it was it was very uncomfortable because she was like, "Listen, um, I'm not going to be showing for another two months," and I had to stomp her in the stomach. <gasps> and she's like, "Don't worry, I do a lot of abs. I can do. I can take it. I can take it." And because no. yeah, yeah. And I remember going, "These kicks are going to look so bad because all I'm thinking about is not stomping your stomach." Baby. Yeah, and she actually did a few matches. And made it on air for a little bit and then left as she got bigger. So we weren't really talking about babies like the way Debbie does. We weren't talking about relationships because the last thing we wanted to show ourselves as is trouble. We did not want to be a burden. We did not want anyone to think they couldn't rely on us. Because if you couldn't rely on us, then you weren't getting your next match. And then you don't have a job. Yeah. So all that was brushed under the rug. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see if that does happen and if they're going to, like, fast forward through time that we end up seeing her, like, actually getting pregnant and, like, Mm. the full thing. That's interesting. But not to go too much into predictions, but I I think it's – it was interesting seeing Bash – going into Carmen's room and, like, talking to her because we haven't seen a lot of Carmen going into season three. And, you know, she was really close with Rhonda. They were roommates, and then she became really close friends with Bash. And she even says, you know, I lost both of my best friends, and now you're coming down here and all you want to talk about is a relationship? Like, she's your wife. I'm not her wife. Yeah. Like... Do your thing. I know how sad because you oh. you are you do feel a sense of isolationism with the characters right now. Absolutely, they're they're, they're, they're living in a hotel room. Yeah, and they're away from their families and they and they have no lifestyle that they're accustomed to yet. And so they they she she's hurt. Carbon is hurt. Yeah, and because she's the only one that doesn't have a roommate anymore. Yeah, she's by herself. And like some people would love that, but I feel mm-hmm. like Carmen's just not finding her friends. Yeah, like she's coming out of her shell. She's not as shy anymore. And then now you're stripping away her roommate and her friend Bash and like. I think she's just trying to find her own. She's like, I went out last night, I'm hungover, and I'm going to do it all over again. So, like, go deal with your wife at this point. Like, it comes from, like, a place of hurt. I just feel for her. I know. Poor thing. I know. But, I mean, he obviously does go back up and, like, holds the finger to the head and, like, is trying to be, like, my 
mom never knew how to love me. I don't know how to love people. And she's like, well, I I need love. I need you to just sit here with me. Yeah. So, so in a way, she's showing him something he's never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And that's really actually, it was very beautiful, the moment. Yeah. And maybe he gets something from that. And I love it. I yeah, love it. I hope so. I'm hopeful. I hope so. And obviously, rewinding back to the Porsche, mm-hmm. we can jump right into Yo-Yo and Arthie's relationship because it's a little... Steamy, huh? Steamy, steamy and rough right now. Because, yeah. like, look, I think regardless of what your sexual orientation is, like, when you're young and you're inexperienced, it's nerve-wracking. Like, I remember when I was that age and, like, you're just trying to figure out, like, relationships in general, not even including that. And then now you're adding that element and you're with someone that's extremely experienced that was once a stripper. Yeah. That, like, you're like, why is she with me? You're having all these, like, insecurity issues. Like, the poor girl's really just trying to figure out her thing. And obviously, Yo-Yo doesn't understand any of that. She thinks it's because she's not interested. So... I, I don't know. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, I, you know, now that I've crossed the bridge, right? Like, yeah. you know, I remember what it was like being young and inexperienced. And, and I honestly believe that women mature sexually so much later in life. Uh, we, you know, they say most of us in their, well into our yeah. 40s before we're really sexually confident. So we're talking about, like, confidence in the bed. And I Absolutely. loved that they brought that up because it's so normal. It's mm-hmm. such a normal experience, and I thought I thought it ended great with that they were able to come to a resolution yeah. and, and have some success. And it's probably still going to take a lot of time, but oh my gosh, uh, yeah, it's good to see. I mean, there's such a stigma around yeah. relationships and in sex and everything mm-hmm. for women that I, of course, it's going to take you a long time to like figure that out and tap into it. But I love how they're navigating it together. Yeah, and how. You know, obviously, my, one of my favorite scenes between the two of them wasn't even the end. I love that was my second favorite part. But when they're in the hair salon, yes, and she's getting the hair washed, and she, and this is another question I had for you too, mm-hmm. is the time frame of her saying, you know, my my boyfriend, obviously, rather than my girlfriend. And I didn't know if that was something that was still like a faux pas for women specifically to be gay. I don't know, but it was interesting whether she was just, like, saying that to not bring up a whole conversation or if that was to elude, like, the awkward conversation between the two of them saying, well, my boyfriend this, my boyfriend that. I don't know, but the writers did a fantastic job doing the, like, tit-for-tat type of ping-pong match there. Yeah, and although I can't speak on behalf of of the gay community, I can tell you that everyone was quick to judge back in the day. Mm. And I think there's just so much more tolerance now. Even though there's pockets of intolerance, um, it's not frowned upon the same way. And because Mm. of that, she probably just didn't want to open that door with a complete stranger. True. You know, just like, I don't want this lady to to judge me or make me feel any different. Mm -hmm. I just want to vent how I'm feeling right now. I just want my hair wash and a blow dry. That's all I want. I want alone time. Yeah. And she got to drive the Porsche. I mean, yeah, yeah. She had a joyride there. She's smart. She's a smart (laughs) woman. She's like, yeah, you need a car wash. Let me do that for you. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to drive this Porsche. We're good. So I'm just going to put it out there. Shakira, we do want you to come on this show. Please (laughs) please come into this show and tell us what your take is on that episode, too. I'm so proud of her. She's so good. And, like, she's had such 
gosh, a glow up and like yeah. an amazing journey from, you know, getting cast last season yeah. in such a dynamic role, being yes. the first Latina on the cast yes. Yes. and to be the first open lesbian on the cast, yeah. like to, pl- to play that role and uh, to play it so well, just, and now she's doing so many other things like congratulations. Cause I mean, her other show that she's on, it's another Netflix show um, or a movie on it's Bruno oh just gosh. got nominated for an Emmy wow. and then she's in glow and it got nominated for an Emmy. So like 100 degrees difference wow. within a year, what a year would make. So she did a great job in her performance. And like, this is the first time we've really seen her like develop her character. Yeah. Um, and Arthie too. Like we didn't really get to see her character. And now she's, they're having this conversation of like, I don't know. I don't feel sexy. Like, to have that conversation was so beautiful. I know. It takes a lot to be vulnerable in any relationship, whether yes. it's with the, the same sex or, or not. not. You, you put you put it out there and you expose yourself. Um, you're basically saying, I give you this to hurt me with. Yeah. You know? And that oh. was... And, and Yolanda didn't want to hurt her. And I that know. was what made me feel so warm and fuzzy on the inside. And I love that she was like, we're not broken up. We're just fighting. <laughs> she didn't even know what that was. I'm like... <laughs> Normally, I'm the same way, Arthi. I'm like, oh, we fought. It's done. <laughs> and it's over. Okay. Next guy. Next person. Because <laughs> clearly it doesn't. <laughs> You're very lucky that Yolanda is like, no, we just had a fight. Yeah. Normally, I'd be like, okay, well, we're yeah. done. All right. Well, next person. <laughs> Yeah, so awesome. sad. Well, I, I before we run out of time, I do want to jump into like Please. our dessert, mm. our creme de la creme mm-hmm. of this episode of Sam and Ruth. Yeah, and it kind of starts off, you know, they want they uh, they go right into the gambling scene, and I so worry mm-hmm. because uh, Sam has said on more than one occasion, yeah. like I can't even touch a card. Uh, I'll be here all night. He didn't touch so, a card though. He didn't. He didn't. But I was so worried, like he got a taste of it. He was gambling, yeah. even though he wasn't. Gambling. Gambling. He's gambling through her. Exactly. I hope that doesn't play out. Well, maybe it will because he did get he did get shunned at the very end. That might just send him right over the edge if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, and I loved the like look uh, the romance between the two of them. It's palpable. Like yeah. they do an amazing job. The two of them, you know, Mark Marin and Allie or. Um, Allison yes. Brie. Allison Brie. Why am I calling her Allie? We're best <laughs> friends, Allison Brie, Allie. You know, I just call her by her, her her nickname. But to see the two of them, so good. Gosh, I know. Like, you can touch it. I know. You can touch the sexual tension. I know. And just to see them go to get the steak dinner and talk. Yeah. And, like, he takes her out of her element of just, like, writing the notes in the morning. And he knows that she's having a hot chocolate, not coffee. Like, these little things that you want in a relationship of, like, the nuances of the other person. And knowing that. And, like, she's just completely Com- devoid of it. She was comfortable, but she's, yeah. like, ignoring it. Yeah. Well, maybe she's she's fighting it in a way like I think, I think so. there's definitely like he wants to embrace what they're feeling yeah. and she wants to avoid what they're feeling uh, when they went to the steakhouse dinner, yeah. right? And Las Vegas is known for steak and lobster. It was like what's yeah. one of the things that you did back in the eighties, and we had some really nice steakhouses, and we also had, we were we were also known for the three dollar steak, potato, and a salad. Like after oh, midnight, you I'm could going leave. to Vegas in a couple of weeks, yeah. but I don't think they're going to have a three dollar steak no. for me. Uh-huh. No. They may have raised the price just a but, little bit. Uh, Bin- Binion's Horseshoe was known for having a three dollar steak, and when they did that, uh, when they did the the shot in the rest of the steakhouse, and there was that the nod that Sam gives the two mafia guys. I was yeah. like, mm, that's on point. Like, right. you know, 
they they say the mob ran Vegas. They say all sorts of things. Regardless, definitely there was a mob influence in Vegas. Um, and not, I'm not saying that like I knew mobsters or anything like that. But when he nodded to the mob guys, I was like, yeah, that's kind of what you. If you knew, you just stayed away. You just were smart. You just, yep. Yeah. I'll keep my distance. Yeah. Thank you. I don't need a Sopranos yeah. on the globe. Yeah. So. The, the, the mob wasn't like, yeah, celebrity status. Can I have your Instagram? I want to follow you. Yeah. It was more like, um, just don't. Keep don't your mess, head down. Yeah, keep your head down and don't start trouble. We're trying to make money here. Like yep. the mob was there to make money and do what they had to do to make them as much money as they possibly could. And uh, if you were smart, you didn't get too close, but you respected yeah. them. And that's exactly what Sam did in that in that restaurant. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, but Sam's yeah. trying to get close to Ruth, especially in that hot tub. And <gasps> I find it so fascinating that <sighs> the roles are reversed because normally Sam's very like, I don't want to talk about emotion. I know, and Ruth is the one leaning into it. Yeah. And now it's complete opposite. I know. And to see him be so direct and... um, Vulnerable. Vulnerable and communicate everything that he wanted so clearly. Yeah. Like, it was just on point. And I think he hit the nail on the head, though. I think that Ruth is so afraid of his age. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's been holding her back. And it really was like a dagger to the heart for him. Because he brought it up, and then that's where her face fell. Yeah. And so he was like, there's my answer. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't deny him that. No. Dang. But is age an issue? Are we asking me personally? Yeah. yeah. Um, He's twice her age. Yeah, you for me, it would be. For me, yeah. it would be. Because I think it just depends on the person. I have some people in my life that, like, definitely, like, they want to date. Like, they've been dating for years, and they're he's... Not twice her age, but close, like yeah. 13 years her senior. Mm-hmm. And it works for them. And it's the most amazing relationship. And I love them. But then I, uh, me, my my cap is about, I think 10 years older would be my cap. Mm-hmm. I like the 10 year I radius. I think the 10 year radius. I think past <laughs> that, I think we're we're pushing it. We're in very different life stages for me personally. Yeah. But I maybe Ruth feels the same. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. she's already, She's an overthinker. She definitely. I mean, is I relate to her on that yeah. one. Yeah, I overthink everything. Yeah, but I was just like, I wanted, <sighs> I wanted there to be an opening there. I yeah. wanted her to soften up just a little bit. Oh, I was so like romantically oh, put so over good. the. Oh, it was. Regardless of how old he was, he it was so sexy. Yeah, you know that moment. It was just like communication I, is sexy. Uh, Men, communication is sexy. Please, thank you. <laughs> but, how hard is that oh, to get down? I mean, the last bit because I know we're out of time. But the other part of communication that I found very interesting, and I think they're going to develop more, is obviously uh, Debbie's character, yes. where she's going back <gasps> and forth to see her son and missing out on so much. And I think that this is a topic that's so prevalent now. Um, and, I mean, they've made mention in articles that the Glow cast, like, it's, like, there's a lot of women on the, the team. Like, women can bring their kids to the set. Yeah. Like, things like that. So that it makes it very conducive to them to work. But then, obviously, she gets asked by the stewardess, you only see your son once a week? She was judged. She was judged. And mm-hmm. I think women still to this day are judged because not once, and she even brought it up to the man sitting next to her, how many times have you been asked how long away, how mm-hmm. long have you been away from your kids? Mm-hmm. Men don't get asked the same questions that women do when it comes to children. Yeah. I think it's a conversation that they're trying to change, obviously, but I thought it was a great nod to her character while she's trying to be successful as a woman in in her own right and still have her child 
but yet she's being judged for it. How about that scene when her ex-husband calls to say he missed his first steps and the moments that Betty had without saying one line or between the lines, the way the tears just fell down her face. And the waves wow. of emotion. Oh, my God. Well, I emotion. went through everything. I felt like I, I was right there experiencing mm-hmm. what it would be like to miss. Actually, I did miss my son's first steps. But oh. my back was turned. I was in the house. So you were there, though. <laughs> you were there, though. Well, I mean, that's yeah. kudos to all these actresses yeah. and, and actors. Because this season, I can already feel it. It's going to be a wild ride of emotions. And they're <sighs> stretching. They're stretching it out, man. Like they have done in the past seasons, too. So I hope you guys are enjoying Glow as much as we are. Don't forget to go watch episode three and come on back to After Buzz TV on the Comedy Channel so you can watch our recap of episode three. Uh, we love you guys so much. Let us know all of your predictions and everything in the comments below. And you can find me on all my social media at Candace R. Cruz. You guys, look for me on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is at Little Egypt. Facebook is my page, Glow Little Egypt. And please, do yourself a solid right now on Netflix is the documentary... Look look for it. Go down that rabbit hole. You will so you will be so impressed with the attention of detail that the writers, the producers, the costume designers, Mm -hmm. everyone put in to recreate the true life experience of Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, loosely based, obviously. Yes. Well, (laughs) we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.